Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Square Ball Podcast. Well, should we find out what's being said in the football world this week? Welcome to the show. Dan here with Michael and Rob for Propaganda. The show is brought to you by Levi Solicitors, who are definitely our favourite law firm in the whole of Leeds, if not the world. Definitely the world. Who else are you going to go with? Some American ones. Don't think so. No, uh, Le- yeah, they're like based in Leeds, aren't they? So yeah. probably go with them. Helps as well, because we are in England to deal with English law, mm-hmm. as opposed to bringing in those Yankees with their uh, fancy ideas. Uh, yeah, I mean, they wouldn't know a thing about residential conveyancing, would they? Residential property disputes, they won't know anything about wills, probate and estate planning. Mm-hmm. Levi's listers do. At a 10% discount. Correct. For going through us. Levi'sSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball to avail yourself of the information and the discount. Right, Michael, where are you taking us on this week's Magical Mystery Tour? What have you turned up over the weekend from the fan channels and so on? Back down to Plymouth. Played oh, there, again? Oh. I know, I know. I did find... Uh, I'm going there next weekend. Well, sort of. Sort of. I did find a, a clip of someone essentially saying what we were saying of them going through on goal and nearly scoring, but with Gellhart's saying, if that had gone in, I wouldn't have really minded, <laughs> which I thought was fair enough. Obviously, everyone was sick of this tie and ready for it to be over. But I've not got that in because, you know, it wasn't interesting enough for me. But I've got a bit of Cornish Janner. If you remember him, he, he was came up to Leeds for the, the league game here. Came to a, it was a local tourist spot he found, wasn't it? And uh, one that we're very proud of here in, in Leeds. It was. He was outside Asda House. Asda House, yeah. made a special journey down there. I mean, it's kind of on the way if you walk into the ground. But Headquarters of the supermarket. Was that the point at which you revealed to me? I didn't know that Walmart no longer owned Asda. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. That, which happened several years ago. I just hadn't seen you, the news. Have you boycotted them now? No, no, no. Don't couldn't care less. But I like the the ones that you know we've spoken before about Pudsey Asda being one of the again another local mm. sort of tourist spot. You go in the front doors there, and then there's the big like big flat escalator that leads you downstairs, and then you're almost trapped. If you if you come back up, you've got two choices. It spits you out near the front of the store when you basically can't get back in again. Or it'll spit you out at the back of the store where you, you don't want to be, and you know where near the, the tills. Mm. So you got to plan your your journey very carefully. Well, he didn't go there. No, he didn't go there. He just went to the HQ. Maybe right. next time he yeah. can go there. Yeah, be nice for him mm. to, to see it all. But um, on this anyway, we join him just as Somerville's scoring, and he seems to have misunderstood the whole structure of replays and how they work. Leads. So that's 3-2 to them on aggregate. Oh, we're doing aggregates. Aggregate scores. Excellent. So we got an away goal then. Is that right? Counts double, Rob. Yeah, yeah. It would have been interesting to know if it, have, if it had gone to all. They'd be like, bloody hell, the away goals are doing this. But he had the 
aggregate score on screen the whole time as well. Nice. You don't really get any more, because there used to be League Cup games, didn't there? It's only Europe where it exists now, pretty much. Yeah. Know the rules. It's quite important, isn't it? Well, he seems all right. I mean, we didn't know whether that was going to extra time or straight to penalties, and we didn't dare look it up, did we? (laughs) Don't undermine my position there, Rob. I mean, I did look it up during the game, didn't I? And there was definite disappointment when we saw it was going to extra time. Oh, no, straight penalties. Come on. Have you seen the aftermath of the the Super Bowl, just to pivot into uh, NFL momentarily? Obviously, our overlords, the 49ers, they lost in overtime to the Kansas City Chiefs um, with the last play of overtime. And they've restructured it. It's a little bit like golden goal, but like both teams get to have the ball now in overtime in the old NFL. It used to be that whoever scored first won, but they changed it because obviously it's not fair. It massively advantages the team mm. in possession. But I've seen some of the interviews this morning, Tuesday morning, saying that some of the 49ers players weren't fully availed of the the new changes to the overtime rules that oh. meant that the other team definitely got the ball and had to have another go because 49ers scored a field goal, three points, but then Chiefs got a, a touchdown and won it. I mean, I didn't watch it. I did. I, I did. I stayed up till 4 a.m. watching that. Did you Jeez, actually? I did, yes. I see. I watched the first quarter bit of it. Mm-hmm. I, don't even, I don't even think I waited till a break. I think I just went to bed. I didn't know what was going on. It was It was really, really good with the closing stage of the game. It was attritional prior to that, but um, the closing stages of the game were captivating, which is why I couldn't tear myself away from it. I thought, I need to see this through to a conclusion now. I can just, I saw at some points people seem very happy with certain things. Yeah. Like people are Touchdowns. Do, people do a big tackle and then jump around celebrating. Yeah. It's a very um, bombastic sort of environment is what I got from it. Yeah. People do a big tackle and they're like running around chest bumping each other and like going woo and um, screaming and stuff. Man of the match, Usher, for his halftime show. Was it good, was it? It was good, yeah. Get, did he get his nips out? That's about all I remember from yeah, he did. And, uh, the uh, halftime show. No, yeah, he actually did. He took did his he? top off. Yeah, all yeah, right, yeah. cool. Yeah, and some of his other mates came, like Little John, you know, from Robin Hood. Yeah. Oh, nice. Little, little John. Um, who Rich, else? Richard Little John? Yes, him as well. Cool. Uh, and then they did some some touchdowns and some throwing and some some running of the ball and some yards and some some sacks. But the Leedsy one lost. The Leedsy one lost. Yeah. Oh well, it's uh, about right. But yeah, so they they didn't all know the rules. So, but Taylor Swift did. Taylor I, Swift I also, I mean, I I can't criticize him because I watched some of that and I didn't know the rules either. Yeah. So probably the last game I'll watch for a while. <laughs> truth be told, until next year. It's a very short season as well. It's like another two hundred days or something until the the season kicks off again. Really? Yeah, they only play 17 games in the regular season. Like, you get eight or nine home fixtures if you're lucky. Well, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? <sighs> Lovely short dream, season. It? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not this continual Tuesday-Saturday grind. Just get it all done within a month. Just yeah. watching your life ebb away. Oh, it'd be lovely. Speaking of which, then should we go back to Plymouth? Let's do that. So this is after the game. He's walking the streets and he's just giving his, his thoughts about everything. It wasn't enough at the end. It wasn't enough at the end. Therefore, Leeds knocked us out. And to put it bluntly with you, the second half, they played so much better than us, to be honest. Honestly, it was Jorginho Ruter that changed the game for me, even when we drew level, thanks to Brendan Galloway. But it is what it is. We did try everything we could, but it just wasn't enough. At the end. It really just wasn't enough. Yeah, was it enough? wasn't enough mm. not enough let me just find the tweet that I bookmarked the wind really got the better of him towards the end of that clip so that's where it ended he was he walking just... the streets of Leeds wasn't he he um, was yeah and then he got the bus back down to Plymouth last time mm. and then was walking the streets of Plymouth wasn't he if I recall is that the clip that it was yeah yeah, yeah. I think he does his he does his little ritual where he'll have a, a wander let me final. find the bookmark that I have bookmarked that's it so there's a gentleman who's a, a Plymouth fan who at 21.52 so that's 10 to 10 for you boys and girls mm-hmm. 
um, tweeted to say, one thing is for certain, our full 11 beat Leeds at home in the league. Certain. What do you I think about that? I, mean, I wouldn't say it's certain. And why do you think I bookmarked it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is their full 11? They just get Adam Forshaw in there and they can't even play Darko JB, can they? No. I mean, we've played them three times. Not saying they won't beat us. Mm. They could. But for certain. But for certain is... And the guy who tweeted it is, I think he's a director of communications or head of communications whose job, I suppose, is in his profession is to stop previous communications coming back to bite him on the arse. You know? Have you screenshotted it too in case he deletes it? Yes, always. Because <laughs> sometimes you bookmark stuff, then you go yeah. back and people have deleted it. So you, But thankfully, if you, bring, Mate, if you bring the screenshots. I always keep receipts. Okay, good. Always good. keep the receipts. Um, and another one I've bookmarked is the AFC Bournemouth tweet to say he's happy here of uh, Luis Sinistera smiling in a photo having signed for them are you thinking ahead for next year when they're relegated and he tries to get out yeah right cool that's good planning and uh, I've also bookmarked let's have a look it's the so you know when you do that thing where you alternate between the small and the big letters to make it look like childish writing all right yeah Ipswich will fall apart after Christmas hashtag ITFC hashtag LUFC that's an Ipswich fan who tweeted that on Boxing Day, which was when we lost to Preston. <laughs> so I'm keeping the receipts on that one as well. Cool. Just in case. Well done, Dan. Just in case. I'm 45 years old. Mm. And if point scoring on the internet is what I'm going to get satisfaction from, then don't don't shame me. Mm. If you ever want to find the worst of those and you haven't bookmarked them, just search Mark My Words mm. and you can find loads of people with really, really bad takes on stuff. Yeah. Like, you know... Scott McTominay will, will win the Ballon d'Or. Mark my words. Things like that. Cool. Nice tip. Thanks for that, mate. Where are we going next? Let's go to Rotherham. Do we, we? do we have to? Yeah. We like Rotherham, don't we? Do we? Well, what was a place? It was easy enough to beat them, so. Mm. You walked there once. Did you walk back? No, I did not. I did not. Walking there was enough. Dan didn't do that one either. Um, did he start it? No, he didn't. In fairness to no, him, he didn't, even, he didn't even start this one. Um, well, I was because it was a Friday, wasn't it? And I was working because that was back when I was a DJ. When I was before, I was too old to do DJing, mm. and uh, I would have probably had to sacrifice hundred and something quid to come and walk. Yeah, with it you. was only for charity, so don't worry about it. Oh, you know, you did it, didn't you? That was the important thing. <laughs> anyway, this this guy we had him on after the the game at, at Leeds. He filmed like his entire journey. He does it all on the train. It's really long videos, but it's kind of restful in a way until he got to a multi-story car park. And there was heavy breathing in a lift and it felt a bit like a, some zombies were going to pop out. Um, I was self-employed, mate. You know, I'd, I'd a lost income. Not like you, going to the cruise control at ITV, showing up, begging to be made redundant. That was long enough ago, I probably did, wasn't. Did they make you point. redundant in the end, despite your begging? No, they didn't. I had to just leave, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> the tail between your legs. Come and do this. <laughs> so just leave without a payoff. Unbelievable. <laughs> Please make me redundant. I, no. I think I am redundant though, if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> In the sense that I'm not doing any work. <laughs> if I'm not, your processes are wrong. Just you, need for, to look, you need to look at this more. Just formalise it. Come on. Uh, anyway, where were we? Rotherham? Yeah, so this is um, just his thoughts on the game and a real maverick pronunciation of penalty scorer and Dutch winger. I thought Rotherham played well in first half. Apart from Patrick Bamford scored a hang ball to make it 1-0. Which was it should have been offside really, and then throughout the half, Leeds played really well all game. Second half, it got even tough for Rotherham United because Leeds had second goal, and then we had a third goal via penalty by Crystal Summervilla, I think he were called. Crystal Summervilla. Crystal Summervilla. I noticed he was avoiding saying the word ah, like 
it's sort of like, like Leeds got penalty instead of Leeds got a penalty. That's how they do it in Rotherham. Right. Yeah. Crystal. We were saying Bamford's handball is now offside as well. That thing. Oh yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I did mention that. Oh, I, well. I knew something was wrong with it. He got the gist. I mean, truthfully, I didn't really expect him to be all that pleased with Patrick Bamford or the goal. It's, it's fair enough. It, yeah, I mean, Moscow was saying he might not have handballed it. He did. He did. He did. So we go to New York talk. And right. this has got a lot of Bamford chat in it. So this there's a bloke who's kind of Chris Wilder strength, hatred for Bamford. We'll come to him in a bit. This is some of the other people just talking about Bamford and general opinions on him and then, you know, the game as well. Uh, there's only one place to start in the There's nowhere else we can go. Patrick Bamford, to be fair, is just doing what Patrick Bamford does. We shouldn't be surprised about this. And I'm going to come to you first on this, Ben, because we sat and watched the game together. And Mick was sat there whinging about Patrick oh. before the goal. And it was going, I hate Patrick Ramper, he's a cheat. And Ben's going, he's not even that bad, he's all right. And then literally five minutes later, he punched the ball into the back of the net. Talk to me about the rollercoaster ride of your own feelings towards Patrick Bamford yesterday. Yeah, I saw, well, I I didn't understand how much of a cheat he was. I thought, like everyone else knows he's a cheat, but I didn't think he was that big of a cheat. I saw his goal the other week. Mm. And I said to I said to Mick, I said, oh, there's a great goal, and he went, yeah, anyone could do it, though. Anyone could do it. I'm like, well, not really. He sat there with arms folded, legs crossed on armchair, saying anyone could do it. <laughs> and then I said, uh, oh, yeah, it's not even that big of a cheat. And then, you know, two minutes later, he's Maradona'd it. So I think I've been bugged. I think I've been being watched by somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just not right, is it? Some deep, deep state conspiracy stuff there, then, eh? Yeah, so Mickey, who he mentions there, was the one who wasn't having it that Bamford's goal against Peterborough was any good. Yeah, I mean, it was. I like the image of him sat on his sofa with his legs crossed as well as his arms, like a child. <laughs> like, no, I'm not having it. <laughs> so, I mean, Bamford, he, he does have a bit of a rep for this, doesn't he? Because there was obviously the Villa, the Villa one. one. Yeah. There was the QPR one earlier this season where oh, yeah, I forgot that. he got um, Begovic sent off. So, as long as he's a, on your same, it's, it's fine. A, it's a bit of a reputation. In the, um, we saw obviously his reaction to the El Gazi one, didn't we, in the documentary where he sort of went, oh, yeah, yeah. It's amazing, isn't it, what you can turn a blind eye to when it's your team. Like on this week's uh, member show, we're going to be talking about penalties and mentioning, if you remember, Jim, the Kuhl one, it was back end of the 90s when he clearly dived mm. at a Derby County away and it was, I think it was nil-nil or something like that. Anyway, it was a last-minute penalty. Yeah. Long story short, and it won the game for Leeds. So, you know, ah, never... there, might, there might have been some contact. Yeah. Good old Harry. <laughs> Not. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're talking about cheating and stuff, there was the, in the away game you could go to and say, well, there was that one that should have been a penalty when Peltier, like, took Dan James's ankle out and you go, well, that's possibly a penalty and possibly a red card. Just balancing the, balancing the universe, So Michael. if Bamford, if Bamford remembers that and thinks it's only fair that I give my elbow to this one. Vigilante justice is what you're saying. Yeah, it's absolutely fair. what you're advocating for. Good lad. But yeah, Mick, the guy, he mentions, he tweeted about it and I think it got, it's sort of thing you would retweet actually from the Square Ball account. I'm not sure if you did or not, but he said, this is genuinely an embarrassing post from the official account of a so-called professional football club. Profes- professionals in air quotes there. Celebrating well, yeah. and actually promoting dishonesty is precisely what I'd expect from such an entitled and classless club. That's because Leeds did the they all count tweet. Yeah, with Bamford. So this is Mick. He's he's not happy, but he's he's kind of decided to turn this into a bigger issue than I think it actually is. Yeah, he's a cheat. You've, you've covered it all, haven't you? He's a cheat. We knew he's a cheat. 
it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for for Leeds United to to to, to celebrate that. Uh, I, I find that not surprising. Not surprising at all. Uh, I don't think it's a surprise to anybody outside Best Yorkshire that that they that they, they, they behave that in that fashion. But it, you know, I, I, if anybody hasn't seen it, it looks like everybody in the world's seen the tweet that I put out this morning when I retweeted Leeds United's celebration of the goal. You look at the comments below it. You look at the comments from the Legion United supporters, and 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 it just tells you everything that's wrong with modern day football. Stripped of all nuance, eh? Everything that's wrong with modern day football. Everybody saw it in the world. I felt so proud when he says, "Where everything that's wrong with modern football?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Get in. It's like, and that's no different to the response that any football club would have under the same circumstances. You're a little bit embarrassed by it happening. It's been given. What can you do? So you kind of laugh at it and lean into it. It's like, well, we benefited from it. So, And it'll come back to buyers yeah. because someone else will score a handball goal and then that will get retweeted by Burnley or whoever we end up playing and in some point in the future who score a goal against us. And it's just, you know, it's everything that's wrong. With it. I mean, it's not everything that's wrong with, with modern football. No. There's, I'd say, like state involvement, uh, crypto companies getting involved, the gambling all over everything. There are a few other problems, yeah. I would say, that, Stupid wages, the massive debt, particularly lower down the league structure. Problems, R- yeah. Rogue owners everywhere, aren't there? But the presence of Lee Peltier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Loads of awful stuff going on. Again, but we, we might be getting back into war crimes again there. Mm. So, yeah. uh, but anyway, do you want to hear this moral panic continuing oh, for a little bit longer? Let's do it. Um, so it's, it's nothing to do with being annoyed at the result. Absolutely nothing at all. It's, it's to do with the fact that Football fans today, or a certain section of football supporters today, seem to think that this is all right. They like, excuse it, you know. I've even there's even people on there saying he didn't hit it with his hand. Uh, honestly, so, I, mean, I, I, put, I put I put a tweet out. Somebody replied saying it's his chest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I mean, it's, it's remarkable. It, it's yeah. remarkable that that supporters of any club feel that. They, 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 they're within the rights to defend that sort of behaviour. Do you think he's alright? <laughs> handball's a nice old sort of a crime. Ne- anyway. Of course, there were never any famous handballs that have anyone's benefited <laughs> from at uh, any point exactly. in the past. It's a nice famous old thing, is a handball. Yeah. And nice you can get it with everyone. Cheating. Exactly. Just like booting someone. There was no sports washing in 1986 as Maradona punched the ball in against England, was there? No, exactly. I think Argentina did win at least one World Cup. Up. Partly, <laughs> partly being people being lent on by a dictatorship in the country and all yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah, but it was it, 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 dictatorships were cuddlier back then in the eighties. It was a simpler time. <laughs> At least they weren't woke. Yeah, that's bloody, yeah. yeah. Bloody woke referees can't give anything. <laughs> um, so pa- by, Patrick Bamford's woke with his trainers and his well, saving the planet. That's the problem, isn't it? By the end of this, we, um, did, we did say by the way on the show with Phil, didn't we? Towards the back end of the week, that we need to pivot horrendously to the right. <laughs> And start just calling everything woke. And that's how you hoover up audience. Exactly. Yeah. Mix woke. Yeah. In his disapproval of stuff. Anyway, um, <laughs> by the end of his, this rant, he's, he's completely lost the plot. And actually, as a nice, another little throwback to Diego Maradona, which I think is where this is maybe connected in his head, but he's not realised. If, if, if Bamford had been caught taking cocaine, for example, before a game, it would be all up papers. It'd be an absolute disgrace because he's taking drugs to try and enhance his performance. All of it plays, and quite rightly so as well. But what he's done is is equivalent because he's, he's essentially cheated to win a game. How is that any different 
It is no different at all, but it's accepted. No different. Performance enhancing drugs. No different. I mean, there are, there are so many things mixed up here. Because there are performance enhancing drugs that are one thing. There's cocaine, which is another thing. I don't think it makes you a better footballer, does it? Makes you a more confident footballer, chatty in the dressing room. All those sprints in the Olympics. Absolutely coked <laughs> off the nut. Am I right in thinking this is a slippery slope argument? I think of I think you're saying there should be more moral outcry because it's cheating and taking cocaine is cheating too, mm. even though it's not. It's like a moral thing, really, in a, in a general don't use drugs argument. Is just, just say no, kids. I don't think anyone has ever thought Sunday league players aren't there thinking, oh, well, it's not good. Lucky for me, there's no testing because I can... I can hoover up an absolute ton of this stuff. I mean, I'll be unstoppable. A fair number of them might do on a Saturday night before before the Sunday game, but yeah. I mean, funnily enough, one of the the only things that he does enhance your performance in is talking absolute bollocks. Yeah. So well done, Mick. I suppose maybe it's just maybe this that's a guilty conscience talking. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. I'd probably not though. He doesn't strike- very, very clearly for the record. No, Mick, Mick's a clean living fella. He doesn't strike me as the type. <laughs> no. In fairness, don't Mick. I hope Bamford walks out the tunnel tonight looking like Scarface. Or something. <laughs> Recreates the uh, Robbie Fowler celebration <laughs> down the line. He's done it again. Yeah, I mean, it would be all over the papers. You're right if he was snorting cocaine before a game. Yeah, yeah, especially being so flagrant with it. Mm. Comes out with it, some balanced on a key. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Where's our tour going next? Um, do you want to hear a bit more about from, from Columbia to where? Oh, should we go elsewhere? <laughs> Because we've got some the second tier of discussing Bamford a little bit. Let's do that then. Let's get it boxed off. Okay, no, yeah, this is this is them talking. Are they about are they alleging drug use or? Uh, they're not. No, oh, and... that's good. Justin, how on earth has Patrick Bamford got away with handballing the ball into the net? It's clear as day. Patrick Hanford, that's what they say. Doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! But you are right. It is, it is clear as day, and you do feel for Rotherham because he'd been on the uh, the other end of some stinking decisions. But yeah, this was a this was a bad one. But look, Andy Varman walked so Bamford could run. He clearly he clearly watched the game. Um, he clearly watched the West Brom Ipswich game to 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 see if he could replicate that, and 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 he did, and he and, and he pulled it off as well. So. Um, hmm. Yeah. Look, it's it's a form of cheating. I won't lie, and it's and it should have been pulled up. <laughs> 
but there's a little bit of admiration for getting away with it as well. Oh, that's that's the worst. Part of the problem. Yeah. The worst aspects of modern society. What next? Are you admiring him what? Because he's... Because he's got needles hanging out of his arm because he's coming on the pitch. Hey, <laughs> that what you're admiring, is it? Joyriding. Taking his crack pipe out with his wacky backy. <laughs> he's bringing, he's, oh, what's this? He's having a bong, is he? On the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Well, uh, they seem to like us in general anyway. They did. They're full of quality. They're full of endeavour. Um, and yeah, they're, they're, now, they're now peaking at the, the right time. Yeah, well, Joe Roden's been unbelievable all season. I, I would even go as far to say, actually, he's probably been Leeds' best player, aside from Crescencio Somerville, of course. And Ethan Ampadu's mainly been in midfield all season, but has dropped back into defence after Pascal Stroik got injured and has been sublime. But, you know, these two know each other from international duty with Wales, don't they? And that relationship is clearly working a treat in this circumstance. But the fullbacks deserve credit as well, because particularly young Archie Gray, who continues to look completely unfazed about being a 17-year-old, playing out of position for one of the biggest clubs in the country. And then Junior Furpo as well, hasn't always convinced lead supporters, but has been really good since being reintroduced back into the fold and has now got a very good chant next to his name as well. There you go. Knowledge. Knowledge. We did Street a, knowledge. You could say Leeds are on a high mm. at the moment. Yeah. Mm. And Georgie Ruta, what's he got involved in recently? Horses. What's that for? What's what's he looking for? Ket. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You're right. Another performance-enhancing drug. I mean, because they pump those horses full of all sorts, (laughs) don't they? They're all on the spice, I heard. (laughs) And they're playing like absolute heroes. (laughs) Horses on spice. Horses on spice. Interesting. And it'll make them run faster. (laughs) That's just a fact. It's going to be a tournament soon, isn't there, where it's like an athletics thing, but they're going to let all the participants take performance enhancing drugs. But is that right? Yeah, maybe we should just enter the Legion United let's, team at this rate. Let's face it, that is the manifestation of a million pub conversations across the country that blokes who've been sat in the pub have gone, do you know what they should do? See how fast they can go. Yeah. <laughs> 100 metres in five seconds. <laughs> yeah, there is, there is some Australian swimmer who's like, I'm going to swim 100 metres in like three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That's the cocaine talking. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's one of those things you think, well... Alpha Maratta anyway, probably. So you level the playing field, don't you, if you say fill your boots? Yeah. How, or, how, or, would, how would you enhance your performance on this show? Or get, <laughs> suffer from asthma as footballers do. Yeah, yeah loads of them. A yeah. lot of asthma. Certain clubs, it's rife, isn't it? Yeah. I, is asthma. it the air in Merseyside? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very yeah, smoggy or something. So, yeah. Yeah. Need, yeah. A little, need a little blast on the inhaler. How would you enhance your performance on this podcast? Could you? Yeah. Well... Yes. <laughs> in, ter- in terms of your average, <laughs> in terms of your average performance, where would you put it? Like ninety eighth percentile week yeah. to week. It's it's in the Jake territory. Yeah. Get up earlier, right? I think that's the main thing, isn't it? What time do you normally get up? Half seven, eight o'clock. Earlier, earlier, mm-hmm. like five. Earlier, uh, earlier still. Yeah, I'm gonna have to bring my bedtime forward. Let's do it earlier. Okay. Do it all earlier. Everything earlier. That, that's it. Right. Roast dinner, 7 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Have your dinner at 7 a.m. <laughs> Go to bed at 9 a.m. <laughs> then get up at midnight. Meet up, meet up with Greg Wallace in the harvester. <laughs> as long as he didn't bring his bloody kid with him. No, he wouldn't do. No. He wouldn't not. do. He's done, he's done his time there. Anyway. Put him back in a cupboard or whatever he, whatever he does. <laughs> We've got, we got way late. What's next, Michael? Where do we go? 
Um, do you want to hit, which ex Leeds manager would you rather hear from? Warnock or Jesse? Uh, as soon as we're laughing, let's do Jesse. Right. CBS, for some reason, have him discussing tactics. Why is CBS platforming him? I don't know. They're desperate for someone with some knowledge to be on there, but then they've accidentally employed Jesse Marsh. He's discussing tactical aspects of Christian Pulisic, because obviously he's the kind of American golden boy, and he's not being used properly at the moment. Well, that's always the problem, isn't it, with the American players? Never used not properly. Not being used properly at Milan. He's playing on the right. They're, they seem to be playing, I've not watched them. This is purely from looking at stuff online. They seem to be playing a 4 2 3 1. I Googled it. Yeah. Yeah. Same as Jesse. Just Googled it. <laughs> Pulisic is playing on the right of the three. So he's, a, he's their wide, he's their right winger, yeah. basically. This is Jesse's opinion on what he's doing wrong. What do you think he might. Before we, we get into it, do you th- what do you think he might be doing wrong as a right winger? What should he do instead? Is he standing too far out wide? Let's listen to what Jesse has to say. What you see here is that when when there's, they had just won the ball, pause, and you can even see that Christian was pointing to Musa about trying to get to the ball. I think that what they want from him a lot is to go on the touchline and now be positioned wide. But specifically when they win balls or even when they're in buildup, I think a better way for Christian to get himself into the game, and this is what I'm talking about a lot, is not just standing on the touchline. Is it to go through the middle? Get in the middle. Drive for the penalty spot. So here he is explaining a bit more and how other players could get involved. And it's all very, very Jesse. And sometimes you can have a relationship where you go out wide and then maybe an inside midfielder or a fullback looks to go inside a little bit. But I'd like to see more times where he's not drifting out wide and where he's actually trying to find a, a space more in the opponent's midfield or behind their midfield line so that he can catch balls in there and then be thinking about going straight to goal and being vertical. So you see this. Is, so I just drew this here as like this is a pocket where I think he should be thinking about getting the ball, catching it and starting to go at the opponent's back line. See, instead, Musa has to turn around and play that way because Christian's going out wide. Has he confused it with the NBA? <laughs> where you've got to catch it and then drive for the net. So he's saying you can go out wide, but he would rather he was in the middle. Yeah. And then he'd rather the fullback make an inside run. But then the fullback's making an inside run, but he's already inside. Right. So everyone's just running inside. <sighs> then he wants Big a midfielder going inside as well, doesn't he? Correct. Yeah. And then just go from, you know, from the three-point line, take a shot. Everyone just pile down the fucking middle and see what happens. Do you know what we need, desperately, to happen? Jesse to get a job. What so we can see it fail and not with, not with CBS. Yeah, just go and get a job in football and show us that uh, you were right and we were wrong. I mean, are we picking on him? Yes. <laughs> are we right to pick on him? Yes. <laughs> it's just it was interesting because it was literally the newest thing on YouTube with Jesse Marsh was this clip on the whole of YouTube involving Jesse Marsh. Oh right, okay. But yeah. when you do Jesse Marsh order by upload date, yeah. this was there, and I was like, let's see what he's got to say. Oh, it's the same stuff he says. He'd say to absolutely everyone. Yeah, but he, has, he hasn't got any more data, has he? he? Hasn't gone and got a new job to either prove or disprove his theories. I want to see him doing like the Matthews Cup final or something. He's going. <laughs> he needs to be inside more. Yeah, but he was a, he was kind of a traditional winger. No, it would work better if he was just inside, tuck in, yeah. tuck in, go for the spot. Should we listen to a manager who have no tactical ideas? Can we? <sighs> Go somewhere else other than Jesse to Warnock. Or should we just get the paint? That's like ripping the band-aid well, off. I don't know, I'll tell you what, let's have a bit of a um let's have a bit of a check in in Wales, because we're going there tonight, aren't we? Are we? Playing Swansea. Bloody hell. So this is the, that Cardiff City fan. Oh, is this the, the young man whose career we boosted? Um have we have we ruined it yet? Has he had a Macaulay Culkin style episode I don't where think he's, the fame is too much for him? I don't think he's probably got the watch hours to be monetized yet. Right. So 
he has turned his comments off some of his more recent videos because I think he's he, he might be getting fed up of people commenting saying this is my favourite Lee United channel. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, what he needs to do is pivot to the political right. That's what he needs to start doing. Become a Leeds fan and go and go right as well. Yeah, yeah. Just go go really really right wing. Say some mad shit. Hoover up those numbers. He does say some swearing. Which oh. is which is basically why I've included it. They lost two 0 at home to Preston. Um, I guess the ref must have been on Preston's side this time. Both goals in the first half, so it was kind of all over and done with. He's not very happy. Is the is the gist of it? And Preston's goalkeeper in who's was he in net? Was Woodman in net when we played him, or was it a different goalkeeper? I've got a feeling it was. But anyway, he's he's former Swansea as well, so that's why you'll hear a bit of um, a bit of Swansea abuse on this clip. Uh, you shot! getting any playoff push we play fucking shit that was just absolutely abysmal i am furious and i'm going now <laughs> <laughs> the bleakness of that can relate to it as a Leeds fan <laughs> for many years but it's funny how you have to mark videos as not suitable for children and there he is effing and jeffing effing and jeffing all over the place <laughs> not suitable for children unless they like swearing right in which case um is there Funny boots is it right that we've got a clip here of another angry kid has Calvin made somebody angry? Yeah, it's a different person. I've got I've got Calvin, someone discussing how Calvin's getting on from West Ham TV, and then an angry, an angry West Ham Cockney child as well. <laughs> Let's find out how is he getting on then, shall we? Phillips has spent 45 minutes once again as a passenger. He's he's proving to be an expensive flop. Yeah, you know, there's still nothing there, let's be fair. This is his third, fourth game. There's still nothing there that suggests he's worth per- persevering with. Till the end of the season, let alone beyond that, we, we want to make it permanent. I mean, he hasn't played for effectively two years, has he? So, mm. did you watch it? Any of that game? No. Oh, I saw a bit of it. I basically saw from the second half to Arsenal scoring two more and then taking all their best players off and being like, right, feet up, let's not bother. Calvin didn't look good. Didn't he, did he come on at 4 0 down, though? Yeah. yeah. Right. So, he improved things. Is that what you're saying? Mm, I think Arsenal very much took their foot off the gas was what happened mm. they could have probably scored about 9 or 10 if they'd have wanted to got a feeling that I've said before like if we go up I could imagine Calvin being back at Leeds or at least on his knees begging and pleading to come home mm. he's he's gone away he's, he's chased his dream the, the bright lights I was going to say the big city but it's Manchester but he's chased he's got his money won his daft medals that he didn't really deserve needs to come home that's what he feels like I, I made a mistake lads did he get in our team well, moving now we've got Archie Gray Groove, yeah, Kamara. No. I'm not sure he's Ampadu's in there too. I'm not sure he's getting in, getting a game at the moment. But there's a redemption arc there for him. Or he had a few good years, and that's it. Yeah, you know, sometimes that's the case. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the Marcelo Bielsa story. <laughs> it's a story <laughs> view. At, story view at ITV as well. There were some. I did. I didn't even get a testimonial. You know, I did the years, but didn't get anything. How long were you there? 
12 years. Why? I just don't have any better ideas, did I? Yeah. Yeah. End up waiting for the redundancy. <laughs> <laughs> Sat on that bench. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, let's hear, let's hear the angry child then. She's bloody disgusting, mate. They were going like, oh, every time they pass the ball. They were running rings around us. It was absolutely pony. Have you heard of the word timpot? Because that was the definition of it. Six new, and it got so bad where people were really sitting and we were mates with, they were actually celebrating Arsenal's goals because it got that bad. For their fourth goal, I was crying. Like, you can't be letting Declan Rice coming back to the London Stadium score goals like that first time here. We just played timpot today, mate. It was just, like, bloody disgusting. Even my mum said she was well paid off, wouldn't you, mum? I was. It was an absolute travesty. Everyone's moaning about Moyes being the manager. I've always stuck up for him, but on this occasion, I'm afraid that I'm swaying towards Moyes out. Moyes out? What? Yeah, we've gone games, games now without a win. We, we, we're starving without a win now, mate. It's, it's absolutely disgusting. How are we going to change it, though? Because that's their, uh, uh, we started with our best 11. Exactly, except from with Paqueta. It's, it's, it's becoming a one-man team. I cannot tell you how angry I am right now. Like, it's, it's a bloody understatement, mate. It was, it was just, like, disgusting in there. I feel like I need the EastEnders drums on a hot key for stuff like this. I'm not sure how I feel about a child calling me mate quite that much. Yeah. But I'm not your mate. Come on. I'm old enough to be a dad here. Listen, mate. I'd like you to call me Peter. <laughs> I was listening to something the other day and they were saying they'd met Danny Dyer and he just calls everyone's son. And that cut me away, even though like, people are like 40 years old and I'm like, you're right, son. I quite like it when um, older men call me love. Yeah. Still. Which we should say for anybody who's outside Yorkshire and doesn't understand the local nuance about that, is like you could you could get on a bus, couldn't you? Yeah, and you, bus you, driver you, go, there you go, love. All right, love, there's your change. Yeah. yeah. And it'd be a man who's probably slightly senior to you, um, a kindly gent. Yeah. Who'd say, there you go, love. Yeah. I don't feel confident enough yet to call someone else love, I don't think. No, I'll I do it with my mates. Like, just mm, in a bit yeah. of sort of jocular back and forth. But, it's a safe uh, space, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, to, just, right, to just say, like, if you opened a door for someone, they go, oh, there you go. No, no worries, love. Yeah. I, I wouldn't feel, I don't know. It was, sure. it was my mate's birthday over the weekend, and I, and I texted him. I said, happy birthday, babes, with a Z on the end. That's nice. That's how cool and down with the kids I am. So yeah, that's an angry, uh, an angry child. Are we going to finish on um, on Warnock? Then is this the ultimate destination? Do all roads eventually lead to Neil Warnock? Yeah, look, Rob was telling me some Warnock facts. Right, I'll go on a before because this I've got. A, was he spitting some truth? This is just an edited down clip. I got it. I thought we need to hear from him because he's back, but we don't want to hear all of it. So I've, I've got him down to about a minute from his post Rangers. Well, I'll tell you what. Interview. I'll say it's it's forty nine seconds. Nobody needs a full minute because yeah. I don't want people to start turning off. Yeah, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. But um. They played someone at the weekend. Aberdeen were the uh, the plucky underdogs against Bonnie Rig Town. Bonnie Rig Rose, in fact. Well, let's find out about Bonnie Rig Rose after we've heard from Warnock. Here he is. I thought the application of the lads was super, really. I'm disappointed, obviously, that we haven't got the result because I thought second half we had the good chances as well. And it was great for the fans. The fans got behind us. It was, it was why I come back tonight, really. It was one of my games tonight. You know, everybody up against us and the lads give me everything. Uh, I, I don't think anybody's better than him in, in Scotland. I mean, I say he could go in the Premier League tomorrow him, and play with anybody. But I'm glad he's here because I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you get away with that when you play up front or wide, don't you? Uh, it's a good save, really. It's nice, that. And I think Scottish Cup, yeah. And it not be easy. I've been in some of them cup ties, you know, uh, when I was at... Burton Albion, we knocked a league club out, and yeah, that's the FA Cup and the Scottish Cup, you know. But you cut, you don't jump too far ahead, do you? You've got to beat them on Saturday first. Thank you very much. 
That's the gist of it. Tell me about Bonnie Rig Rose Athletic then, Rob. Bonnie Rig Rose, they're a, a Scottish League 2 giant, maybe, should we say? A team that I had, I've just looked at it now, I've got the table up, I had no idea they were in the Scottish League. Mm, I mean, Colin obviously went got the job early, didn't he? So he could uh, manage them at the glamour surroundings of Ibrox and then he, he had the other glamour tie at Bonnie Rig. Or, actually, they were hosting Bonnie Rig, but yeah, Aberdeen, the plucky underdogs, came away with a 2-0 win. They had uh, less possession. <laughs> They had the same amount of shots. Bonnie Rigg had more shots on target and more corners. So it's uh, he's working his magic there, Colin. When you look at Bonnie Rigg's ground, 2,640 capacity, says Wikipedia, by the way. But that appears to be just people stood around, how many people you can stand around a pitch. There's Yeah, one... there, and there are houses nearby that you would get, that basically you could call an executive box if you were in the bedroom window. I think there might be one stand, which looks like it's about six rows deep. Yep. But he did well. He's done well to get his possession stats up, I suppose. It's always good to look at these things from uh, from uh, Google Maps from an aerial perspective. So Bonnie Rig is just outside Edinburgh. It's, in fact, it's very close to where Phil um, was born and grew up. Pennycook. Pennycook, yeah. It's the next It's the next town down uh, before you get to Edinburgh proper. Now, oh, Bonnie Rig scummy always refers to him as well, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> hates yeah. him. Hates those guys. Bonnie Rig bastards, I think it is. Um, and I can see you can... I, I like searching through these things on Google Maps because you can always see the green square or the rectangle rather where the pitch is and they appear to have just grass down one side of Mm. the stadium if that's the same place I'm looking at yeah it is like Patrick Bamford yeah (laughs) the herb the herb the herb he's on that that's another performance enhancer yeah yeah definitely and it is it's just it's just surrounded by houses and gardens and and things like that so uh, not the biggest I would say God I hope he don't win it Imagine if Warnock won a cup. I, I don't think we've got to worry about that. Well, Rangers it and might. Celtic have done well, haven't they? Mm. He did say that the other week. So they'll probably continue to do well. Do you think they, they're, they're going to be like hot favourites maybe for the cup? They're my... If I, this, and Outside it, bet? If I, was, if I was a betting man, yeah. I'd, say, I'd say one of them two would be, would be the, the way to go on it, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know a lot about Scottish football though, don't you? Not as much as Neil. That's <laughs> <laughs> proof the other week when he went, oh, be some place golf. To an answer to what do you know about football? It was like, well, we love it up here. Don't talk about something else now. Caddy, caddy, golf. All right, we'll wrap it up there. We will be back with more propaganda next week. Should we do that? Yes. We're all off to enhance our performances now. We are. Well, need some, doesn't it? Let's face it. That's, that sounded awful. <laughs> Back down to Plymouth at the weekend, so uh, we might hear more from uh, from what's his mush before who, who was on at the start of the show. Cornish Janner. Cornish Janner. Yeah, good. Look forward to that, and we will uh, we'll catch up with you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project. There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.